Welcome to a special season of Napkin Scribbles, a podcast by Arthur and Professor Leonard Sweet. This season, Professor Sweet and Portland Seminary of George Fox University is proud to present Sex in the Sacred. Can faith be sexy? Join Professor Sweet as he scribbles out his formative thoughts on central orthodoxy. This season, the listener and the learner will get an intimate view on how an idea is conceived into a project and then midwifed into a book. We hope you enjoy this special season of Napkin Scribbles. A hot church has a strong spinal column of character. Jesus was not a threatening person, but he was strong and sure and secure and always displayed the firm backbone of mission. He bequeathed to his followers the backbone of the cross. A sexy church is a backboned church. Estimates are that 97% of all living animals on earth are invertebrates. In other words, most creatures are spineless. We are surrounded by lemming-like jellyfish creatures, no backbone beings, and wussified churches. Backbones must be grown. And Jesus shows us how. In the words of the devotional classic, Thomas Akempis, Time was when you were dead in your sins and wickedness. Time is that you are now alive in Christ. And knowing what you are, never forget what you were. Authentic disciples of Jesus are known for their vertical pillars, not their horizontal hurtings. Let's just say it. Mobiles create mobs. The mobs are back. The trend today is to treat people as part of a group, a collective, not as individuals. How many listen to what is being said, not just who is saying it? A backbone church always protects the freedom of individuals to resist the hurting of large groups. Mob mentality, groupthink, whatever you want to call it. The word maverick comes from 19th century ranching, where it refers both to, one, a range animal that refused to follow the herd, and two, an animal unbranded. Cattleman Samuel Augustus Maverick thought branding a cruel practice and so refused to impose a brand. If that's a maverick, why aren't all disciples of Jesus mavericks in that there is no brand on us but Jesus and his followers don't follow the masses, only the master. The wussification of the church is one of its ugliest features. If the story of the raising of Lazarus is remembered, and I'm sure you do, there is a clear division of labor that requires a church with backbone. Note who does the rising from the dead, and note who does the unbinding and unwinding. Jesus does the rising from the dead. We do the unbinding and unwinding. Or as Jesus instructed his dumbfounded disciples in an attempt to give them some backbone, you unbind him. It is God's power alone that can bring the dead to life, or to save sinners. But it's up to us to have the backbone to untie those bound by sin, to free those chained to addictions, to heal the ravages of despair, depression, disease. God frees us from the grave, but we must take the grave clothes off. God releases us from being wrapped up, but we must have the initiative and industry and integrity to take the wraps off. 
God initiates the freeing. Well, we participate in the freedom. God gives us breath, but we give each other mobility. I liberate him, Jesus says. Now you loose him. Lazarus, come forth. Disciples, unwrap him. God will work in us. God will work with us. God will work through us, but God will not work for us. God will not do for us what we can do for ourselves. God will not do for others what God has given us a backbone to do for each other. So Jesus said, you unwrap him. Jesus says to the church today, take the wraps off. What are we too wrapped up in? Are our own backbones so tightly swaddled in safety and security and selfism that we can't unwrap each other? Or are our backbones unwrapped in all thereness? Or wrapped up in out of itness? Do we have the backbone to look at the world with alert eyes, innocent eyes, keen eyes, and romance the sinner in the moment? In the midst of sin and guilt and dirt and grime, do we have the backbone to sing with eye-to-eye contact, I can't take my eyes off of you, or to sing to the lost, Jesus only has eyes for you right now? Not with eyes darting around to see who else is in the room, or who might hear you. Do we have the backbone to skin kiss, not air kiss, the sinner? It's always dangerous to quote one of the most quotable thinkers and artists in history. His name is William Blake. When commissioned to illustrate biblical passages, William Blake was totally orthodox. But when he was off doing his own thing, he wandered far into fantasy land and believed that all religions were were, were different spores from the same source, uh, if, you can, if you can believe it. He desperately tried to get back to that source and forget the spore. And he never had the backbone to do it without the tether of a church commission, which kept him and his wife going. In the Ashkenazic tradition, at the end of reading a book of Torah, you stiffen your spine for mission and say, Shazak, be strong. The ancient war cry of the Hebrews, Rak Shazak Amatz, which is really pronounced Rak Shazak was a battle cry that literally means be strong and of good courage. In other words, where's your backbone? But rock means humble and tender. Shazak means strong and confident. Matz means the holy courage of prophesying victory. So for someone to have the courage of humble confidence, rock, shazak, amatz, the phrase was that takes amatz. Today, the phrase is, that takes backbone. It takes a backbone church to move forward in the midst of mob mentalities, spineless churches, and wussified missions. A sexy church is a backbone church. Thank you for joining us on this special season of Napkin Scribbles. To join the conversation, make sure you look us up on Facebook and Twitter at Napkin Scribbles. This week's Napkin Scribble is brought to you by Portland Seminary of George Fox University. For more information, join them on the web at portlandseminary.org. For Arthur and Professor Leonard Sweet, happy scratching and scribbling.